0: Do you know the most important KPIs you should track for your salespeople? Well, if not, you're going to learn all about it on today's show. Now today, once again, we have some awesome content from our very own Mr. Drew Cameron. Drew's going to continue his conversation from last week on how to track the most important KPIs for your sales team. Take it away, Drew. Well, thank you, Weldon, and welcome to Contract University Studio. I am your host for this EGIA, Cracking the Code episode, and today we're going to talk about the elevated consumer buying experience, metrics and KPIs, part two of two. In a previous episode, we laid out a bunch of metrics that you can expect from comfort advisors, in-home sales professionals, if you will, not technicians or selling technicians, but the comfort advisors. Uh, and so today we're going to pick up on part two of those metrics. So let's go ahead and dive right into the content, right? And as I always say, the reason I give you these numbers is we want to begin with the end in mind. If we know what the, out- the outcome should be, then we can build a process to go ahead and get that end result. Again, the numbers come about from how we behave and execute in the home. And that's what we teach you in sales execution, as well as the elevated consumer buying experience, experience uh, sales training both the virtual classes that we've taught online as well as the live classroom trains. If you haven't been through that, if your people haven't been through that, then I highly suggest that you get them through there because again, in order to achieve these KPIs and these metrics, you have to be doing things a certain way. The results that you might not be get you might be getting may not align, and the reason being is that you're not playing the game the way I'm asking you to have played the game. Again, this, at this point, we're assuming the game has been played the way I teach you to play the game, the way Russ teaches you to play the game, the well, the way Weldon teaches you to play the game. And so, uh, again, keeping that in mind here. So, again, understanding these KPIs are always based on uh, a, a few criteria down there in the bottom right hand corner, uh, including geography where you're located. So. Uh, Again, you have to adjust for your area, you have to adjust for experience, you have to adjust for the products you sell and your price points. Again, California, New York, you are going to adjust these KPIs uh, maybe a little bit differently, Uh, again, because of your cost structure out there, right? And so average tickets, I think, uh, you know, should exceed. And again, I'm giving you conservative numbers, all right? Uh, Yes, I understand people are crushing it a, a lot higher than this. These are conservative numbers. Again, I'm, and I'm looking at the whole country, not just your area. So don't get jaded by what you see on the screen and say, oh, I'm killing it, right? Or I'm not doing so good. These are, these are like I say, conservative averages here. So HVAC, HVAC plus system performance. What does that mean? fixing ductwork, modifying ductwork. doesn't mean a whole new duct system, but it does do uh, making sure that you're increasing the return or adding return, maybe doing a little bit of duct sealing, something like that. Not aero seal per se, but again, some minor duct mods to improve system performance. You may be a member of National Comfort Institute and understand what I'm talking about when we talk about system performance. If we go HVAC and IAQ, that number is going to be about 10,000. Uh, 10, if you add HVAC, IAQ, and system performance, we go to 13, right? And so now we've got heating and cooling equipment, we've got air quality and purification equipment, as well as duct modifications uh, there. And again, as you can see, those average tickets start to jump. So you can see and understand the reason why you got to get your people schooled on how to sell heating and air conditioning, indoor air quality, as well as system performance uh, uh, modalities. You add in a home performance, okay, where we're talking about the building envelope now. That's insulation, that's air sealing. That might be windows. Obviously, if it's windows, it may be only a window or two in this particular case, but again, that that's driving that number. But that's usually insulation, maybe some crawl space encapsulation, that type of thing. Again, those numbers can jump pretty quick when you get into those types of services um, there. You do a complete system, renovations and enhancement sales, uh, add-ons uh, there. At, uh, at least you know at least two per job if you will and so that's what i'm looking at right i want to do a complete renovation a complete system excuse me a renovation of everything that's going on there and i want to uh, include those enhancements to get those numbers up i want to get the add-ons being at least two per job i want to finance at least 60 percent of what we offer and that doesn't mean just zero percent it's the long-term low interest stuff it's credit cards and it's leasing it's all your payment plans that's what we're financing for there. If you're not closing, or financing, excuse me, at least 60% of what you're selling, you're missing opportunities. You may say all your customers pay cash. Yes, all your customers pay cash. There's a lot of people who probably would have been your customer had they seen a way to afford to do business with you. So don't think about you know, that you know, you're closing or financing less than 60% and that's some merit badge. No, you are burning opportunities of people who would do business with you if they saw that it's not only valuable, but affordable. Today's consumer, the majority of today's consumers are payment customers. Even those who live in the houses on the hill and the gated houses and the gated communities in the nice, that have the nice cars in the driveway, you all assume that they have money. I like to say a lot of times, they had money. They spent it on all that stuff. They might be leveraged and they may need your, pay, need your payment plans. So again, never judge a book by its cover. Quote everybody all the time, 100% of the time, financing. Credit rejections should be less than two percent. If you're getting more than two percent credit rejections, you need to hook up with EGIA and get, uh, take advantage of the Optimus program. We get uh, closing, uh, excuse me, uh, uh, approval ratios well above ninety percent, uh, you know there, and uh, we can get pretty much everybody financed through, like I said, credit cards, leasing, uh, uh, some type of low payment option or zero percent option, so deferred payments as well. Recisions less than 1%, meaning a customer's committing to buying from you and then they cancel. And if they're canceling because you got a, a long backlog and they can't wait, you know, that I understand that. But if they're canceling just because they're canceling, what you're probably you're finding is that one of your salespeople is probably trying to close on the three-day right to rescind or using high pressure tactics. And so those rescission rates, those cancellation rates should be very low there. Gross margins should be 45%, in my opinion, after commissions. Uh, A lot of people are saying before commissions. I like to say 45% gross margins after commissions. Again, if overhead is running at about 30%, right, in most companies, it may be a little bit less, but if it's around 30% in the replacement department, 30% after 45% is 15% net profit, net margin, if you will, right? And so that's why, like I said, I want to be 45% after commissions, and then that net profit I'm looking for is I optimize my price books for 20%. I manage my, my team and how I buy things to go above 25, uh, 20%. That's how I do it. Now, again, your area of the country, you can do what you see fit. But I think, again, you should make at least 15% net profit as a company, especially in the replacement department. Um, to go ahead and uh, earn enough cash flow and capital to continue to build and invest in the business, reinvest in your people, as well as for the shareholders to take a fair uh, share of the profit home for all the risk that they assume. But again, you get into that 20, 25, 30% range. And again, I think you go above that in my, my opinion. And then I think maybe you might be a little bit overzealous, but that's just my opinion. But that gives you the ability now to, again, maybe expand the market, go ahead and reinvest and get involved in uh, charitable causes and uh, critical causes within the community and give back to the community, if you will, through some of the things that are important to you as well, as well as giving back a piece of the action to the employees, too. All right so those are just a few uh ideas there on some of those kpis again in my mind lifetime value up to eighty thousand dollars is what we typically can see and expand over the, the life of a customer in in those arenas if you will right so if i look at the typical hvac lifetime scenario what are we talking about here again that's what's available out there but let's go ahead and just see what uh how a customer comes to us through the lifetime value of of a customer. So let's figure the first visit is a tune-up for about 99 bucks It converts to a service agreement. And again, your service agreement is roughly uh, going to last for about eight years with the average customer that we see in the industry, about $250 a year uh, for that. You see $2,000 there over eight years. Probably gonna have at least three emergency calls, Uh, average repair call, again, adjust for your area of the country. You can see what we're doing here. One system replacement, again, average entry-level system replacement there. Again, just kind of you know, not trying to shoot for the pie in the sky numbers here. Ancillary sales, add-ons, maybe being sold with the job or being sold you know with service calls, UV lights or filters or something like that over time. This is again just what we see and uh, what the industry has seen across the country over the years. Total sales going to be about $11,999. Average margin of fifty five, minus the cost to acquire of about three hundred. That's conservatively low by today's standards. Lifetime value about sixty three hundred if you just focus on hvac now that we've got the framework laid out as to how we're looking at these things i'm just going to speed through the next couple slides so you can kind of take a look as what we got if you could decide to get into system performance and indoor air quality as well we can increase uh, the return and add um, and modify the duct system for about three thousand again not redoing the entire duct system but just doing some fixes to get the airflow right Again, if you're a member of National Comfort Institute and you're pulling out a flow hood and second, uh, checking static pressures, then you understand you know, what to do here and how to fix things. If not, at the very least, pull out a Duculator or an airflow chart and verify that you can deliver the BTUs and the CFM that you say the machine has the potential to do, okay? If you're gonna aero seal ducts, that runs at about $2,500 on average, okay? You could also hand-seal mastic the ducts uh, as well. Clean and sanitize the ducts, roughly about $1,200. Okay, An air cleaner for $8.95, an air purifier for 12.95. dollars again, adjust accordingly for the products you sell. A fresh air exchanger where you're bringing in the fresh air, 29.95. dollars like, uh, Total value in five years there is roughly about $1,200. And so the average margin, again, we take that into consideration plus the cost to acquire. If I go ahead and I look at system performance and indoor air quality on top of the HVAC on the previous slide, it's another $6,200 and change lifetime value on top of the 6,300 uh, that we had on the previous screen, right? If I add in home performance where we, start, we focus in on just the building envelope, crawl space encapsulation, duct sealing, uh, not duct ceiling, uh, insulation, uh, attic or crawl space insulation, um, air sealing uh, of attic penetrations where you're doing some spray foam in the attic or something like that. That's what we're talking about here. Air sealing the attic and insula- attic insulation, 7,500 bucks. Doing the rim joist one year later is 2,000. Basement wall insulation, two years later is 4,000. Again, home performance, people people don't typically do that all at once. They like to build the perfect home environment over time to get more energy efficient, more healthy, more comfortable throughout their space. Again, there might be some utility programs uh, that are available in certain areas of the country that would help incentivize this uh, as well. So look into that. Next level, air sealing, three years later. Total value in five years is 14,000 and change. If you add in the HVAC, you can see that number jumps up because we took that first slide, added it to this. We get into that $26,000 range with the average margins, cost to acquire, lifetime value, $7,800, right? And now if we add it all together, let's go ahead and take a look at what we got. $20,000, okay, lifetime value, um, just doing these things with a customer in a short window of time. You know here, and so this doesn't take into consideration those of you who may do other services and have an ecosystem of home services: plumbing, electrical generators, security, pest control, um, you know, home automation, things of those of that nature. Uh, some of you getting into you know you know pool pool pumps and lawn irrigation as well. And so you see you can see as we as we kind of build and expand our ecosystem of products and services. We don't have to go ahead and get more customers again. The cost to acquire a customer is one time, typically three hundred dollars. If I have other channels and silos of which I can start to go ahead and target customers, as you can see, I can generate more revenue and more profitability, more quick quickly, and I don't have to go out there, uh, you know, uh, you know, looking and hunting and uh, fishing for new things, right? I basically am shooting fish in a barrel right here, and it's a lot easier to go ahead and get those numbers there. So. Those are the numbers that I typically see out there with the contractors that I'm dealing with in what I'll call the comfort space, right? That's HVAC, that doesn't even get into solar uh, and taking that into consideration. I mean, generators nowadays, average generator's probably, you know, anywhere uh, 15 to $25,000. And so when you take that into consideration, again, we can really expand our home services business pretty quickly, either through growth, natural organic growth, where we open up the division, or we acquire and do a tuck in uh, as far as another business is concerned and get that talent onto our team and expand and build our ecosystem, right? The best companies out there build an ecosystem. If you want to look at the, you know, uh, you know, one of the two top players in the world when it comes to computing services, look at Apple, look at Google, and what have they done? They've expanded their ecosystem beyond what got them out there into the world, right? Apple had its computer, Google had uh, its search engine, and look at what they do now. Amazon would be another one. I'm asking you to consider expanding your ecosystem. With that being said, those are conservatively the numbers that you could expect from your team over time. And so that's an inside view to, again, what the opportunity is and how to begin with the end in mind. That being said, You've got my contact information here on the screen. If you're a member, you are the mission, feel free to call me, reach out, ask any questions. Uh, I am here to to serve you. And if you're not a member, you might want to consider becoming a member to take advantage of the training that we've got both online and in the classroom to get you to these numbers. Until next time. Awesome content right there from Jew as always. Now, if you like this episode, feel free to share it on Facebook. And if you want to unlock more premium training content to take your company to the next level, click the link in the Facebook post for a free 30-day trial. Well, that's it for this week, folks. We'll see you next week. Until then, bye-bye for now.